That's right. We're here. It's the horror show. That was a quick, spooky intro because it's a scary week in the dead of summer. That's when you think of haunted Halloween spooky stuff. Uh, but it's more than just a horror show. We had another uh, one-day pay-per-view fight for the fall. It happened again this year. And we got all the regular stuff in between. Twitter's alive. Trivia's alive. Raw and SmackDown are still alive. Uh, some eyes might get gouged out this weekend. We don't know. It's going to be crazy. But we are the Shoot Brothers. The one and only Shoot Brothers, hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd and Cameron Thunder Osborne. I, I I was too happy about summertime. I was too not scared about summertime. Is there a Friday the Thirteenth coming up that we've missed, or not even that? It's just some summer I scares. I don't think there's really any uh, any movie that was gonna come out this summer. Kind of got fucked. So. Uh oh no no the uh the the upcoming oh you mean the actual date the upcoming Jigsaw <laughs> franchise uh was supposed to be scaring. Our our homes and our theaters uh, around it, this time. Was it going to be a reboot or was it going to be like Saw Nine? We don't know. Okay, that's part of the part of the mystery around it. Is yeah. that um, I'm in for it though. I've oh, seen all of them. I follow the lore. Of course, the uh, deep lore. The, oh, the deep, deep, deep lore. Um, we went up to a cottage uh, a couple weeks back. We went way up north when we missed the show, and we watched uh, Saw Six as a group. Um, uh, oh, remind oh. me the main of that one. Um, well, Saw Six, like the the the, the running gag is that it's the uh, it's the the guy who works for the healthcare firm or the health insurance uh, the health insurance bureau who has like his algorithm of you know who's insurable versus who's not insurable. Mm-hmm. And um, but it ties together the questions you had from Saw three, four, and five. Yeah. Um, you know, because we just Saw Six starts where the way five ends with the cop dying, and then the other cop, like the new Jigsaw, falling back into the thing. It's just high, super dramatic. Yeah, he goes into that little glass coffin, and and they just sort of like dis like yeah, they, descends. And the other guy gets fucked up in the closing roof. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it was great. It was great to fall back onto that franchise, and then I guess this would be nine. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I'm yep. in for a dollar. You're in for. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll be in for twenty. I'll be in for twenty dollars to tell you that. <laughs> These Folks, days, yeah. Um, like we said, we have a lot. <laughs> we have a lot of exciting things happening. The show. I'm sorry, I took us into a song. No, it's it's the spiral. horror show. It's this is all part of it. So oh, that that is true. That is a part of it. I hope that um, we might get a saw type tie-in. Maybe the um, uh, one of Bray Wyatt's characters coming in on a little tricycle. <laughs> yeah, you know one of those uh, maybe Sister Abigail. Abby, yeah, Abby, <laughs> Abby, Abby looks... comes uh, or the uh, Husky Harris comes on yeah. a little thing and says something funny. I'm very excited for that. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later on in the show. But first, let's uh, let's kick off uh, the show the way we always do with the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. The horror show. We, we, uh, well, I'm very excited to see what other elements besides our universal title belt bout is horrific in that way. It really well, seems like uh, we don't know. I'm excited. Well, we are guaranteed an eye gouge. Well, we are. That is pretty horrific. That's, um, that's permanent damage. <laughs> that like, is permanent damage. Do you think it's po- do you think it's possible if an eye is completely pulled from your head to put it back in and repair your vision? I, I bet. I bet science. I'm sure you can. I'm sure. Pretty if, much I mean, anything. If anything it, but a head, you could probably repair. 
reattached. And that's the thing. If they can put a man on the moon, I think they can put your eye back together. <laughs> that's uh, That sounds like a pretty feasible feat. However, this week's Tweet of the Week um, does actually have a match coming up on um, on Sunday at Extreme Rules because I don't know if you saw, we were watching AEW this week, and I'm sure you saw Matt Jackson had a shirt on. Uh, it's two prayer hands looking together, and it says at the bottom, Christian AF. Yeah, I'm sure you saw that one of them was wearing it. Um, and so the Young Bucks tweeted out, you know, like pro wrestling tees. We're not just Christian. We're Christian AF. Uh, and it didn't take too long uh, for uh, none other than this week's Tweet League champion, Bray Wyatt, to respond to, uh, to respond to the post by saying, hey, praying hands is my gimmick. And then a little <laughs> gif wink of Bray Wyatt uh, winking. Yeah. <laughs> There you have it. Five-time Tweet of the Week champion, um, Bray Wyatt, not only... Bray Wyatt. Uh, sneaking up the ranks there with a five-time champ. Sneaking up the ranks. You know, where Bray Wyatt loves talking to some of the performers in other companies. And um, more importantly than that, he has a gif of him winking. Like, I don't know yeah. who makes gifs or maybe, I mean... Well, I think anyone can. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how to make a gif. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's an app for that. But uh, yeah. somebody took the time and made a Bray Wyatt gif. And I got to say, that's pretty cool. So, Bray Wyatt, you are this week's Tweet of the Week champion. <laughs> All right, Mr. Wyatt. All right. All Wyatt. All Wyatt. Let's yes. let's let's shift yes. gears over here. Um, because like we said, we do have this horror show coming up. So, uh, let's kick off the <laughs> wrestling week that is. We're talking about SmackDown. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then... Uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. They used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? I can't remember. Anymore. That's what we're. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> you can call it whatever you like. I'm sticking with the SmackDown Live. All right, we're here. Miz and Morrison are here. Miss TV. Uh, you know, same old Miss TV. They bring out Jeff Hardy. Talk about Sheamus. You know, exploiting all these Jeff's past problems. They all mince words, and eventually Jeff just beats him up, clears the ring. Perfect. Yeah. They're still uh they're still on TV almost every week, eh? They had that uh Ms. Mo had that two on one handicap match last time we saw them, I feel, last pay per view, whenever that may have yeah. been. Uh they're still going strong. It seems Yeah, like. they're staying relevant at least. Uh and then we get a quick match. Jeff Hardy takes on Miz. Um, I think the big moment was Hardy did a splash to the floor, and it looked like they didn't even catch him. But <laughs> he's used to that stuff. Uh, anyways, Hardy's winning. Sheamus pops up on the screen to taunt him some more. Uh, Miz rolls him up, but then Jeff rolls through and gets the three on Miz. So, I don't know. This Jeff Hardy-Sheamus feud, I don't know. And uh, we're still going. Still going. I don't know. It's this year's... Uh, Rusev, Lashley, Lana right now. Oh, it could be that. Or this year's, uh, what was another bad one? Roman Corbin. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why don't you just have guys mm. fight once and then stop? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It always, I don't needs, know. To I always needs to be a I don't part know if the, two. Yeah. I thought I heard somewhere on the show they're going to have a barroom brawl. Jeff and Sheamus. So maybe oh, that's fun. That's fun. It's something. I don't know if that's supposed to be on pay-per-view or SmackDown. I didn't really hear I was going to say, do you think they would bring the bar to the ring or film it at the bar? Because I think both uh, both could be fun. Yeah, they've done it in the past where they like film on location at a bar. Oh, really? 
Yeah. They just yeah, smash the place up, fuck up on the pool tables, all that. Yeah, just like it's an old yeah, just like it's a western. An old shootout. Exactly. Pew. Yeah, we need the double swinging doors. Yes, yeah, oh, for co- of course we need saloon-style doors. <laughs> uh, but we also need Sasha and Bailey. Can't get enough of them, because they're taking on Bliss Cross here in a non-title match, but still a fun little bout. Um, Nikki Cross almost gets the win with her neck breaker, but Sasha breaks it up, takes Bliss outside, and then Bailey rolls up Nikki, puts the feet on the ropes, and gets the illegal win. The illegal win. Yeah. Gross. Well, she didn't get caught, though, so it's fair. Banks and Bailey, you know, still uh, still, still hot, still hot on the, on the top of the division. That's for sure. Top of the world. One one could argue they are top of the WWE right now. I'm talking more than WWE. Well, more than more than <laughs> all four the of those world. brands. The world. The two W's. World of wrestling. <laughs> uh, but then, anyways, I think at some point they just replayed the whole. Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. The whole from, thing. Just front. At first, I like kind of skipped over the entrance. I was like, oh, wait, there's a title match. And then I saw the apron. I'm like, oh, no, this is old. And also, yeah, there <laughs> is that amount of WWE loves. Or, of course, you know, you got you got to play. You, you play a previous video package to hype up the new thing. I think I may have gotten 45 seconds until like, oh, OK, Corey Graves is going to jump in and stop this. Yeah. He never did. But, nope. <laughs> no, <they> just, <laughs> it never happened. Never happened. What if he was supposed to and he just... They just kept waiting for Corey, and he never came in. Maybe that's maybe he that's missed what missed his cue. <laughs> maybe, maybe. God damn it, Corey! I didn't yeah. watch the whole match. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, they're not even fighting for the title on Sunday. Oh uh, re- no! I think what? it's a non-title swamp. Well, we'll see. We'll look into well, this. What's the fun in that? Uh, swamp fight. Oh, I guess we're just in a swamp. <laughs> now, we, you, we've all been in, like, need to waste high water and try to run. It's going to be as awkward as hell for these guys uh, well, to run in need to waste high water. I don't know if the whole, you know, there might be, like, land around it they can... Oh, for sure, but off. we're getting wet. We're getting <laughs> we'll get wet, that. baby. Okay. We're getting wet. But uh, I was getting wet watching this next segment. <laughs> The SmackDown Karaoke Showdown. It's one thing we've all been waiting for. Uh, across all the brands, divisions, whatever you want to call them, promotions, uh, very seldomly do we find out who can actually sing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jay Uso's back because poor Jimmy got hurt again, so uh, he's had nothing to do, but now he's hosting. Jay and, Uso's and here. And which one's married to Naomi? Not Jay. Okay, so Jimmy is the one. Okay, I'm writing yeah, that I'm down for good yeah. now. But Jimmy. it's still it's still family though family still ties family familia. Uh, but anyways, Jay Uso, here's the rules: 45 seconds. You must sing a WWE theme song. So first up, Lacey Evans. She sings uh, "With My Baby Tonight" by Jeff Jarrett, and she does okay. You know her southern twang; it suits. She does all right. She second best, I think. It was it was it was it, was, it fit it fit. I it also like that. Um, first of all, the fact that they can only I like the lampshade dress as well. Theme songs. Uh, yeah, like we could the WWE couldn't get the rights. Couldn't for, do anything. Just couldn't do anything else. It's like, what music do we own? Yeah. And they tried to it. go the royalty free route, I'm sure. And yeah. I picked like old Lang Syne <laughs> <laughs> or like a Christmas carol. I'm sure that they tried to think of other options for them to sing. Uh, but everything else would have been Lacey Evans singing Camp Town Races. Yeah. But uh, Lacey, I liked her with her little lampshade dress. It was nice. Hmm. But uh, then Dana Brooke, she performs Honky Tonk Man. 
you know, not very. She just kind of does a little Elvis dance, singing not that great. Uso cuts her off early. Then Tamina performs Triple H's theme, and she just kind of headbangs to Motorhead, and Uso cuts her off as well because those dangerous Samoan headbutts she was throwing around. Got to watch out. Well, she's not the dangerous Simone we need to be worrying about in the ring. Um, <laughs> but coming up next, uh, Naomi. The main event, Naomi. <laughs> the main she main event. Well, because she actually, I felt, did a good job as she sang the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes theme song. And she nailed it pretty well, I thought. She had that. I don't know. I think she actually does sing it. Uh, yeah, it seems like she's a trained performer, just possibly. just a common man. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so I thought she won, and the crowd agrees. We did the whole applause for uh, your vote. And Naomi gets the biggest reaction, so she wins. And then Lacey's upset. She loses it and says, oh, yeah, you go with your sister, Uso. So they start fighting. Uh, and that leads to the match, Lacey Evans versus Naomi, which was kind of weird. Lacey was, like, back to being a heel here. You know, like that, that. That, was, that was my – and I felt it, like, last week, too, where I feel like it's not – not she's not building to being a heel. They were just kind of like, okay, just you're, flipping, yeah. you're a heel you now. Know, I, I love her either way, but uh, she never – yeah, they were – seemed like she was on the rise to that. I guess before Bailey and Sasha took over, they're like, well, we don't need you to win the title now, Bailey. So Yeah. Or Lacey. Plans change. Anyways, uh, they fight here. Lacey's got to fight in that dress, that lampshade. It's tough, <laughs> but – uh, anyways, uh, eventually Tamina and Dana are there. They jump in. There's a DQ. Everyone brawls. Yeah, nobody, nobody wins in, uh, in a karaoke showdown. I think we've, <laughs> uh, I think we've determined, but, uh, we'll go back to the well another time. You know, every year, every year we get one dance off or yeah. <laughs> like a talent show segment and everybody, exactly. they always get their one. So they, WWE has, has, or SmackDown's used their one this year. Yeah, it's like the invitation, but they only get one. All right, yeah. any invitations? I don't think so on this on this week. I think they kind of no, gave I up. I think on they kind of dropped that after. Yeah, I've because uh, they I've just been... needed an excuse to get Charlotte there for a week. For... <laughs> I think it was Charlotte and Baron Corbin were the only two who actually. Oh yeah, used Corbin did use a, a brand brand and and fight I, Drew. And I even created a a new Excel sheet <laughs> document to to keep these in track, and then yeah. lo and behold, nothing. That. Excel sheet got used as much as the WWE power rank. <laughs> what was that from two years ago? Yeah. Oh my god. About two weeks. Uh, but let's go to the real main event this time. We got New Day defending those SmackDown tag titles against Nakamura and Cesaro. Uh, you know, we're always looking for these tag titles to get featured with more. So. Mm -hmm. And and good. so in a main event, nonetheless. In a main event, yeah. Uh, so good little match, but uh, eventually it all falls apart. Everyone just starts brawling. No no uh, order, so the ref just throws it out. Throws out the match, calls for the bell. The old no contest. I'm sure uh, I'm sure this will be a, a a match at Extreme Rules on the weekend. The, uh, also reeks of pre-show. <laughs> this this just smells like pre-show action. Um yeah. cuz you're right. It's funny. This Cesaro Nakamura team is still together despite Sami Zayn's uh continued absence. Yeah. Um yeah, either they gotta shit or get off the pot there. They gotta win these titles or not. Yeah, but at least um, <laughs> a challenge for the new day. The new the new day is being directionless since yeah, they kind of got a long them. time since they got them. So uh. yeah, uh, and then I think at the end Cesaro sets up a table in the ring. They put Big E on it, and then Cesaro mm. hits a big super power bomb off the top with Kofi flying through the table through Big E. Through Big E. Yeah, big big spot at the end, so maybe we'll see some kind of tables match. 
Yeah, I can throw it on the weekend. Yeah, why not? Why not? That's horrifying. That's horror. It's horror. It's all the horror. Put thumbtacks and set it on fire. Ooh. You now go. you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do that on. Uh, They've done all those pay per I think. Yeah, we've seen fire. We've seen thumbtacks. Yeah, we've seen barbed wire. We've seen barbed wire thumbtacks, like little <laughs> thumbtacks wrapped in barbed wire. Yeah, that'd be something. <laughs> uh, but let's just jump right on over to the Monday night raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. It's like the only that's like the Ohio State University, the most consistent. Yes, always will. Is it the Ohio State University? I think. Ohio, yeah, that's whenever you're watching Monday Night Football and they do the little, you know, where the player tells you what school they're from, and what their name is. Uh, they say the Ohio anytime State. it's Ohio State, every player will say the <laughs> Ohio State. Is there a second university? Just called I wonder. Ohio State? Yeah, I wonder if there's another one that's like, yeah, Ohio and then Ohio State. Yeah, that's where they say I don't the know. Ohio State. Uh, but anyways, MVP's here in the ring for his VIP lounge and brings out Mr. Dolph Ziggler for his guest. And they just kind of chit-chat about the upcoming title match against Drew and the history of the two of them. And uh, yeah, eventually McIntyre just comes down, gives Dolph a piece of his mind verbally and literally as he clocks Dolph and leaves him laying out. Laid out. Your hype. Could have seen this coming. I think at one point in this in the VIP lounge, we also do find out that... Because this will be a championship match on the weekend, but we find out that Drew McIntyre won't know the stipulation until Sunday. Yeah, I think. Yeah, last week Ziggler said. He oh, that was a last time. week thing. Okay, that was uh, that was just something that I, I remember. They reaffirmed it. Re- they reaffirmed. <laughs> they reaffirmed it. So who knows what it could be? It could be. Uh, this seems. This seems like it's going to be a greasy handicap match. See, this is where he should say. This is a, if your name's Dolph Ziggler, you win match. Hey! Uh, <laughs> if, if your name's Dolph Ziggler, you have to be given the title for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know, maybe there's a big sheet of matches and they say, no, you got to pick from one of these 50. Oh, yeah, maybe it's going to be a wheel type situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That's another part of the intrigue. A lot of mystery to this horror show. A lot of mystery to this greasy horror show. Uh, then we get Andrade and Angel Garza taking on the Viking Raiders. Uh, I think it was an elimination match. Didn't really. It matter. was. It was a tag team elimination match. Or does that mean that it would have been like, or like, yeah, like you lose minimum two falls. Get it? I get it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it didn't really matter though. You know, some guys get eliminated, some guys didn't, but the Vagabonds end up working together in the end, and uh, they put the foot on the ropes for each other, and eventually Garza hits this big. Sit out power bomb on Ivar and gets the three count. So the Vegabonds get a needed win here. Right. They've been losing some steam. Okay, so the the raw tag champs are Murphy and Austin Theory, right? <laughs> no. What? When were who were they that no, they were they they were never anything. They were never well, anything. I mean, uh, it's still street profits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Well, it's I'm just genuinely genuinely curious. You know, sometimes <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, sometimes we go some amount of time without seeing anybody. So, uh, yeah, Vagabonds. I don't know. Three way or uh, you know triple threat match. Yeah, I don't know. I guess against Murphy and Theory apparently as well. Throwing them in there. Pre-show of uh, uh, <laughs> fatal four four way tag elimination. Elimination. I don't know. Maybe. I'm just booking. I don't know, but 
But uh, Ruby Riot's backstage getting interviewed when the Iconics approach and they just start making fun of her. And, uh, you know, they both beat her the past few weeks and Liv Morgan's nowhere near and doesn't want to be your friend. And then finally, Bianca Belair shows up. So fucking sweet baby Jesus. I've been waiting months and she's finally back. So here <laughs> she is. Um, that leads to a tag match. Iconics taking on Ruby and Belair. And, uh, yeah, they just let Belair look dominant here. She throws the bitches around, hits the KOD, and gets her team the easy win. The easy win. I guess the only question the only question for you, Mike, going forward is this. Bianca Belair is now called up and in a thing? Or, uh, I mean, because I, I guess that's the scary part of somebody you like come like seeing them on a monday or friday is that there's always the risk was that it was like a one-off <laughs> well yeah i mean i assumed she was called up when she showed up that one day like two months ago mm-hmm. but um yeah i guess now she teams up with ruby for a little bit uh yeah it should be permanent but it's liv, um, is liv morgan hurt or something or they just said she wasn't showing up i think she's just uh yeah she just doesn't want to be ruby's friend right now okay okay i couldn't remember yeah but, uh, yeah, she's another one. Hopefully hopefully they'll all be around more. Uh, but then we go backstage to Zawas trying to roll up Truth for that 24-7 title. But he kicks out. So Akira calls in the Ninja Clan, which has been missing the big ninja the past few weeks. Yeah, where's he been? He was, I feel like, the uh, the coolest part. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe they're like, ah, wait, <laughs> we want you to be more. too than, big. They, yeah, they want him to be more than just a background prop. Maybe. Uh so, anyways, Truth says, let's settle this in the ring. So, Truth versus Tozawa, 24-7 title. Um, and I noticed one of the ninjas this week was Tyler Breeze. I could tell under his uh, mask. Oh, really? You could tell? I, uh, I know. I, I don't know if they rotate them around, but, yeah, this week it was definitely Tyler Breeze. I know. I, I did not. I did not notice. Does he have, like, a like a tattoo or something? that like a No, I just recognized the hair, the eyes, the nose. There you have it. I Maybe he just it. wanted to be a ninja. He was like, hey, can I, can I do it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, Truth is like, hey, man, what are all these ninjas doing out here? So Shayna Baszler, of all people, comes out to interrupt. And Tozawa sends the ninjas after her, but she just spells them very easily. And then Tozawa says, I'm out of here. He leaves. So Shayna turns to Truth. He says, I'll let myself out. And he tosses her the mic, and she catches it very coolly. Very, just, very smoothly. I wonder if they yeah, filmed that a couple on times. On both part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was probably the best part of the segment. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then Shayna cuts a promo and she says, yeah, I'm done being patient. So I guess she's back in the division. Back in the division and strong. Because when she, uh, you know, when she was in NXT dominating, she was just beating the shit out of everybody. And then she started her tenure on Monday Night Raw, beating the shit out of everybody. And then vampire. And then we, uh, the, vamp- the, whole, the whole vampire <laughs> thing. And then we just didn't see her after Money in the Bank. Yeah, she uh, yeah she did just disappear. So. Kind of fell off the wayside. Um, you know, it's it's funny. You know, like or like Bailey and Sasha are 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 healing it up over there. Asuka's becoming this. She's this fun baby face everyone loves. Uh, there's no like physically imposing threat in the women's division, and Shayna Baszler fills that role perfectly. Yeah, so uh, we'll see where she goes from here. Yeah, is she gonna beat up more dudes or is she gonna target? Uh... Someone in the division next week. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe she'll show up at the horror show with her fangs and bite someone. <laughs> I don't know. But Seth Rollins is out here taking on Kevin Owens. WrestleMania rematch. Um, 
They both just kind of cut a promo before talking about Ray and the eye for the eye match. Like, this is really going to happen, isn't it? And uh, Owens pulls out an eye patch for Seth. Seth calls out Murphy, but Aleister Black intercepts, beats him up. Uh, so then we get uh, Black versus Murphy first. So they have a fun little match. Black hits this awesome black mass where, I don't know, Murphy was like hung up on the ropes and just falls in. But uh, Alistair goes for the pin. Seth breaks it up. That's a DQ. So uh, Seth tries to bail, but Ray and Dominic come out and trap him. So now he's going to have that match he was supposed to. And that just leads right into Rollins versus Owens. Uh, you know, they're having a good little match. They climb to the top rope. Seth gouges Kevin Owens' eyes. So um, this is when Alistair, Dominic, and Ray, they all just jump on the apron to bait Rollins, distract him. Owens hits a stunner, gets the win. Gets the gets the win out of this yeah, toss the other match. This is the the culmination of this long term feud. All the pieces involved, everyone who's everyone who's, you know, had tussled with somebody in the past month, maybe month and a half, uh, was on stage in this segment. Yeah. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, it's all leading to that eventual in ring debut of Dominic. It's all leading to that. Of course, Rollins and Owens never worried about them. They're, they're, most of their matches are pretty damn good. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, how? So I just, it, this, this is all just kind of come down to this eye for eye match, which I am very excited for. You know, uh, this rivalry seemed to be built off of Rey Mysterio not getting the win. So you're going to get the win? Is Seth Rollins going to be eyeless <laughs> when we see him next Monday? It's, uh, oh my God, I have no idea. I, I genuinely I, have no idea. That's the thing. And uh, maybe, yeah. maybe it's going to be Dominic who loses his eye. I don't even know. Oh, he's not part, well, that's. I don't know. Well, it's a horror show. Let's, yeah. let's save that for the end. We'll dive deep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll dive deep at the end. Uh, but let's go here. Our truth taking on Randy Orton but uh, I think there was some confusion our truth thought he was supposed to fight Ric Flair because he challenged him on behalf of Orton or something but uh, because by the way Ric Flair's like there yeah he's there he, he's 70 oh, he is I don't know. there uh we haven't seen him it's like it's easier it's like all these performance center shows Ric Flair lives probably pretty close <laughs> like it's easier for him to get there than to fly out to all these other uh venues this is fantastic <laughs> yeah, if you want flair, here he is. Uh, he cuts a little promo before the match. He's like, don't worry, Truth. We both like you. We, we, he won't punch your head off. Um, so anyways, uh, at the beginning of the match, Truth tries to bait Orton. He goes to talk to Ric Flair, gets a couple hits in. He goes for a cigar, scissors kick, but then Orton just avoids it, hits the RKO, gets the win. And then after Randy's he's set up, he's ready to punch Truth's head off, but then Big Show comes out to stop him. And Norton just says, hold on. How about you and me next week? Unsanctioned match. And then Big Show just goes, okay. And then he goes after Orton. So it, what, what, what was Big Show last time we saw him? Uh, I think he turned face last time thought, to help. I thought he turned. Oh, 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 I thought the last time we saw he him. He turned heel. And then he turned face again after that. Okay. Because he, he fought Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Heel. And then I think he came back. To help Christian or something when oh, Christian got right. fucked up. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Okay. But who knows? He might have done another one in between those. But uh, here he's a good guy. And uh, I guess next week he'll have an unsanctioned match. He, and probably get his head kicked at the end. 
<laughs> and probably get kicked in at the end. Uh, the, you know, Orton suckering Big Show into the match next week. Uh, that was a nice touch. That was yeah. that was a nice touch. You could have you could have done a couple things with that. Uh, and Ric Flair, you know, I think the ability to potentially like stop and redo the line or edit uh, will lead to more Ric Flair on television. Um, you can't trust him live, <laughs> uh, but in in a in a confined space, you can you can let him do all you want. Who knows? For all we know, Ric Flair like went on a rant. <laughs> for seven and a half minutes about being <laughs> the biggest draw in history. Uh, but then they just edited it down to 20 seconds of him pumping up Randy Orton. Who knows? Well, I feel like the end game is uh, Ric Flair getting punted in the head at the end of all this. No, oh, is he allowed? I didn't uh, think I didn't think anyone was allowed to get punted, let alone Ric Flair. Well, they can camera angle it. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Just thigh like, slap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Randy's going to go too far. Rick's going to get in his face and then bam! Rick gets kicked in the head. Fingers crossed. Randy Orton has nothing to do on the weekend, I don't think. Does he? Uh, the horror show? No. Yes, the horror show. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah not do that. Okay, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Ricochet's here. Uh, taking on Lashley. An MVP. He's still trying to recruit Cedric and Ricochet, but they're denying it, so he wants to punish them. So Lashley just kind of beats him around a while. Ricochet tries to fight back, but he gets caught in that full Nelson and taps out quick. So, uh, yeah, they're putting over that submission even more. Yeah, that he's been doing it. I mean, well, I, well, I guess he was his previous finisher was just the spear or yeah, whatever it was. Um, now they called themselves something. Uh, Ricochet and Cedric? No, uh, sorry, MVP. Oh. <laughs> MVP and Lashley. They called them, I could have swore they gave themselves a stable name. They might, I didn't pay enough attention. They may have. To... Uh, folks, listen up for that one, because I think I'm not crazy. No, and I believe it. was one of those things, you know, where you kind of hear it, you're like, did they say that? But I don't, yeah, I don't, think, I think, I, I don't think I care was enough it, to rewind. Uh, it was, was it when he was the something something. Was it he was trying to recruit them? He was like, hey, you should join us. And I think it was kind of like that. I think it was kind of yeah. like that. And uh, MTV, or sorry, MVP. Sorry, <laughs> we got him twice. Uh, we got him uh, twice this week. Yeah, and he's still carrying around his uh, that U.S. title that he doesn't properly own. <laughs> that he does not have, technically. Uh, anyways, let's go to the main event. Because once again, Bailey and Sasha are here defending those women's tag team titles against the Kabuki Warriors. And, you know, they they gave them lots of time, 20 minutes, good match, great main event. Tag titles, these are the tag titles of the company, these ones. Amen. They're on roll right now. Uh, yeah, you know, we haven't seen, I feel like we haven't seen Kyrie wrestle this long in a long time. Not she since, looked great. Uh, not since the, the head gouging incident. <laughs> the TLC, yes. Um, uh, and speaking of which, we haven't seen Nia Jax for a while either. Yeah, thankfully. Oh. And, uh... Charlotte Flair, did you hear more? She kind of confirmed why she's out and she'll be out for a little while. What's uh, what's happening to Charlotte Flair? What happened? Uh, I think she she suffered from some uh, silicone poisoning. I think oh. she had some leakage there. Got to get that all cleaned up, fixed up, but she'll be fine. But she'll probably miss SummerSlam, I think. Oh, okay. The old, uh, but, uh, you know, you're off TV for some surgery. She'll come back yeah. better than ever, I'm sure. I think that's why they, yeah, they did the whole thing with Nia Jax in her arm. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, cool. uh, Kabuki Warriors, they're looking good. They're running wild. They hit a bunch of big kicks to Sasha Banks, and then Kyrie hits the insane elbow. I thought that could have been it, but Bailey breaks the pin, saves the match and the titles. 
So uh, Kyrie just lays into Sasha some more, goes for her basement clothesline, but Sasha just avoids, reverses into the bank statement, and gets the submission win to retain the tag titles. So boss time again, baby. <laughs> boss. Do they, now, do these two have a new name? Or are they just they call them they call them the golden role models, but then they get mad when Michael Cole calls them that. So yeah, I don't like that. Golden role models. Well, we we already have a role model, and uh, yeah. that's Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was awesome. I mean, what were these? Were all three of the women's belts all involved? And on the weekend, we're gonna see similar sort of matchups here between uh, competitors. Um, yeah. Yeah. This this could this could have been a pay per view match. Why not? The woman, they're killing. This is like, uh, I think, like six of the last eight shows they've made or entered or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and it's at the point where it's not even like a thing that you notice now because it's just they fit. They deserve it. Yeah, it's just the it. main event. Doesn't matter who's uh, who's doing it. Yeah, I don't say so. And geez, wow. Okay, that was the first half of our show. That 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 half just yeah. flew, flew by. Yes, oh my lord. Uh, Last week was a super show. We had a lot, a lot to cram. Yeah, last week we did have a big show because of that. But that was our uh, SmackDown and Raw. Mike, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. We got trivia. Wednesday night, fight for the fallen. Um, and uh, greasy horror show. Let's talk about <laughs> it. So we'll be right back. Whoop. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. In another couple of weeks, you'll have NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Yes, we are. We are two weeks away from now. Uh, I think the thirtieth, Thursday, that the thirtieth is when uh, the first game of the new NBA. Have they announced the actual schedule? Yeah, it's uh, like the Raptors will be playing eight games. I think the Raptors' first game is against the Lakers on the second of August or something. It's actually funny if you uh-huh. um if, if you if you open your score app, uh, yeah. it's uh, they they have it all laid out already in the scores okay. NBA section. Yeah, I saw the hockey schedule. The Leafs play the same day, Sunday, August second at eight p.m. That's the day. So hopefully Raptors play at like 4 p.m. And that, that's a fucking perfect day right there. Well, yeah. Well, what's cool is that, um, oh, the uh, the first, the first of August, sorry. Well, what's oh, really well, cool. Well, then I don't have to worry. <laughs> you don't even have to worry. Uh, I got my Saturday. I got my Sunday. And what's, it's the holiday Monday. And I haven't checked out that NHL schedule, but is it similar? Um, the NBA schedule, most games, like games pretty much start at 1.30 or 1 or 1.30 p.m. And will go all the way until the last game yeah. starts at 9 They'll play yeah. four games a day or five games a day. Just Yeah, so for hockey, they play at 12 p.m., 4 p.m., and 8 p.m., and then they do that on each coast. So there's like a two-hour gap. So there's like games starting at 12, 2, 4, 6, 8. So like games all day. Oh, okay. That's cool. Depending on what time zone you're in. So Yeah, the, um, the NBA schedule is favored for the West Coast teams to play uh, later on in the evening because of the markets. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. So they, you can't please everyone at all the time. Exactly, but, but I'm gonna be so excited to like roll up on a Tuesday afternoon. And, you know, it's one thirty. Just finished my lunch, and then I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's watch some. Let's watch some basketball. Yeah, no, I know. Like the the Leafs Columbus series, their second game starts at four p.m., which is very different for a hockey game, like a playoff hockey game. So oh, I'll be certainly. excited for that. 
but sports are back, but trivia is here as well. Trivia. That's why we're here. That's why we're here, because it's the second half of the show. We have nothing else to, 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 to do. Well, of course, this. we have our Wednesday nights to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is the, the part two, the sequel. The horror movies, they always have sequels. This is um, the return. Yeah. Of the Freddy Krueger is back. Uh, Jason Voorhees lived, and we have trivia. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Mike, I've got a variety of questions for you that's kind of like a game. Okay. I've got uh, just six normal questions for you. Uh, so how do we like to play? I liked uh, running the gauntlet last week, so I want to kind of do the same for you. So how about okay. you give me all your questions, and then, I'll, then we'll play this little game. Sounds good to me. All right. Let's just dive right in. This is the horror show. This is Horror Weekend. Horror Weekend. So. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> So what we're going to do today is uh, some horror movie trivia. Mm. So, uh, cool. yes, I had to swear of you. You weren't ready for it. In the middle of July. In the middle of July, movie. no. So, uh, sorry, no wrestling stuff, but you're going to take care of that this week. <laughs> That's will. okay. We like to have fun here. That's what we do. So mostly. let's start. Yes, you're a fan of horror films, aren't you? Yes, yes, I am. Good. Because here we go. The first question. The uh, director, Wes Craven created two iconic horror franchises. Do you know what they are? Wes Craven. Uh, I guess his first one would have been Nightmare on Elm Street. That's one. And the second one was The Scream. That is correct. Boom, boom. Very correct. Boom, boom. All good stuff. All good stuff. All good stuff, indeed. Uh, Let's follow right up with that. Um, Of course, I'm sure everyone knows the villain from Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger. But can you tell us the name of the villain in Scream? Um, I'm trying to remember how Scream 1 even goes, because it's the brother and somebody, and the ex yeah, and the uh, boyfriend, more, I think. Yeah, just the think of like the costume, the character, the face, that has a specific name, nothing to do with the man under the mask. Yeah, I would kind of say like the Scream mask, but I, it's something like... Uh, <laughs> It's it's two syllables. It's blank blank. I know that. Yeah, it's a simple name. It's a simple name that I'm not gonna get because I feel like they only yeah refer to him as yeah they don't call him Scream Man. <laughs> they yeah. call him blah blah. Like if you were to go to a store, this is what it would say on the the shop. Right, that's what the, it would say on the, on the thing. On the thing, it would say this is blah blah blah. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Nothing's coming to me. It's too. I can picture it. Bam bam. If you were to describe. The face, what would you... <laughs> if I were to describe the face, uh, yeah, it's not like long, man. It's like a derogatory term. Say, hey, hey, you, hey. <laughs> what would you say, rude? Yeah. Uh, uh, like, hey, okay, what is he? He's kind of black. He's like nondescript. <laughs> he only he only has a head. Maybe it's something like scream head mm. or hmm, <laughs> white head. No. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, something like that. I'm. I, yeah, I know I'm it circling like it. That. You are- <laughs> I give up. I gotta give up. All right. It is ghost face. Ghost face. See? Yeah. I okay. Yeah. yeah. You were close. I heard, White ha, ghost ha. head face. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, ghost face. Hey, ghost hey, face. Hey, ghost face. Hey, yeah. hey, what are you doing over there, ghost face? Hey. Yes. Hey, what you crossing the street <laughs> there, ghost face? Hey. All right. Next question for you. One of the all-time horror classics, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the possessed little girl, Reagan. She steals the show. But uh, do you know the name of the actress that played that little girl? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Blair. Blair's the last name. Mm-hmm. Now I know that, is it Sel- is Selma Blair a person? That sounds like it's a person, but I feel like it could be a different <laughs> actress. Blair, Blair, Blair. Hannah, Blair, Blair, huh? Blair, A, Blair, B. Yeah. You're, you're on a, you're on the trail. G-H-I- I-J-J. Linda Blair. Linda Blair. Linda Blair. I was gonna. I was gonna get it. <laughs> Good yeah. Job. Well yeah, done. Yeah. She's the uh, little girl. I remember like or the the stories of like they had to explain to her what she was doing and why like why it was terrible because she was legit nine years old and. Yeah, yeah, she does some crazy shit in that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, so here's a bunch of crazy shit that uh, you're going to be opened up to as, as a very yeah. young person. And it was one of the rare horror movies 13. to win some Oscars for, I think, Best Adapted Screenplay and Sound Design. And oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Things like that. I think there was some controversy because it won the Oscar for like sound, and then uh, people found out that Linda Blair didn't do the voice. It was like a voiceover, and I don't know. Which then, if anything, that could be more of a reason. Exactly. (laughs) But anyways, on to the next horror question. Horror question. Of course, we talked about some of the biggest icons. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger from Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, respectively. There have been many, many sequels across both brands. And I would like to know if you can name two of the subtitles of any of the movies. Of either of the either franchises, just any two. Um, like. Oh, of course. Well, there's like uh, Friday, Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning was the one is, after like Friday the Thirteenth: Jason Lives. Was, well, you just named two of them right there. <laughs> you can keep going though. See if oh, you can get no, more. Okay, I only know this because within the last year, maybe year and a half, I uh, very legally downloaded. <laughs> uh, the Friday the Thirteenth franchise and the I, whole and, collection? I and I and the, the whole collection. I was naming them, uh, yeah. like on my, like uh, naming them for my hard drive. So definitely yeah. like, uh, well, Jason X. Jason X is one of my t- like favorites. Uh, yeah. Jason, Jason. I wouldn't call that a subtitle though. Oh, okay. Um, that's part ten. Oh, is that actually that's actually part ten? What do you know? It's actually part ten. Yes, but you already got. You said Jason lives. You said um, I think my favorite one out of all those would be Jason Takes Manhattan. Wow, is, that one I felt was a bit of a, a ripoff. He's only in Manhattan for like 10 for minutes. For like the final 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and I'm watching the whole thing being like, I picture like an, an uptown girl yeah. montage uh, something. <laughs> him trying on new, or him killing people who are trying yeah. on new clothes. I think they did a similar swerve with Jason Goes to Hell. He barely even goes to hell. I do remember that. I do remember him also going to hell. Yeah, huh. but... Uh, yeah, no, you know quite a bit about Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, uh, yeah. The um, the Nightmare on Elm Street one, I'm not... If I were to yeah. try to pick two of those, like, I think there's one where it's like R- Freddy's Revenge. 
Yeah, that's part two. And other than that, I'm going to say a lot of a bunch of them probably have the word dream in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you are correct. Or maybe nightmare. No, I guess they wouldn't have no. nightmare. Well, they all have nightmare. But... Uh, no, isn't there one called like new nightmare or final nightmare? Yeah, new nightmare. New nightmare. New nightmare. Uh, so you got, yes. Uh, and there was the dream master, the dream child, the dream warriors. Oh, just, That's a lot of dreams. There you go. There's three. Uh, and there was the final nightmare and the new nightmare. So you got you got a lot of those as well. A lot of those. Uh, yeah. Friday the 13th, I think part two is my favorite. Part two is your favorite. Yeah. Part one's fun too with Kevin Bacon and no actual Jason, just the old lady at the end. Well, yeah, because I think three is the one that... That's where he gets the hockey mask. Right, like th- part three was the end of that first chunk, like the first canon, and then I think like four, four and onwards, it just took on a mind of its own, kinda. Yeah, then like Tommy Jarvis is like played by a different person in every movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, that kid actor uh, from the Goonies. What's his name? Why am I drawing a blank? I can't, I, nothing, uh, I can't remember. Uh, you know, he's in Stand By Me, The Goonies. Uh, oh, like, um, shit, I can't remember either. Name? Oh, my God, people are yeah. screaming at their cell phones. <laughs> well, right yeah, there. I know, I people can't, we all know this guy. Their, their, app, their uh, Spotify, like, God damn it, I'm talking about. Yeah, he was in Friday the 13th, part four, I think, and he kills Jason. I think, oh, okay, so that, crazy that one was the final chapter. Yeah, and then I think, and then they resurrect him. Yeah, then then it took on a mind of its own. I just have to Google this guy's name. It's going <laughs> to kill us all. We'll Google uh, Corey Feldman. Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Shit. Of God course. damn it. God damn it. I oh, I couldn't get God. my mind off of uh, uh, Phoenix River Phoenix. Well, uh, Phoenix River Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Uh, all right, I've got two more questions for you. This next one. Uh, it might be simpler than all the other ones. I didn't really order this correctly, but uh, let's see if you can know if you know who created the Halloween series. Uh, Halloween, John Carpenter. John Carpenter, yes. Though he that did the music, he wrote it, he directed it. Did the same for the Escape from franchise with Kurt Russell. Yes, New York. Him and Kurt Russell were good buddies. Him and Kurt Russell, the thing. The, yeah, the thing. Yeah. Thing, one of my favorites. That's a good one. I just watched. Uh, I'm redoing X Files. You know, it's been a long time since I've rewatched a show series. So, um, <laughs> and I chose X Files. Why the hell not? And they just had a The Thing esque uh, episode. And uh-huh. one of the guys in the episode, they're a scientist, is played by the same actor who plays uh, Kenny Banya. <laughs> Banya. So, wow. It's real funny. Um. All right. Whoops, my final question. Final for question, you. baby. Horror related. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you can name seven films adapted from a Stephen King work. Okay, cool. Um any seven. Any seven. Uh so I guess it. Yes. Uh the sh- the Shinnin. The Shinnin. The shin. <laughs> yeah. Um Pet Cemetery. Uh, Misery. Yes, one of my faves. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Dark Tower. Yeah. Was that five? Um, I know there's there has to be like an obvious one I'm missing. Oh, uh, Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Only one more. Only one more. Uh, there's still quite a few that you. Should. Yeah, I bet, and it's and and then. And and I risk I don't I'm trying not to just say um like a title, 
that I bet <laughs> there's a movie for. Like I've seen yeah. all the ones I think I've just named. Yeah. Um, but the hmm, because I bet there is a Cujo movie. Yeah, there is. Uh, you could bet. You could bet. You know, I bet there's a. Will you bet? This he, he he also wrote some non-horror stuff. Oh, I guess. Uh, no, yeah. Um, I guess uh, Shawshank. Shawshank, yeah. You got your seven. You got your seven, got but you seven. can keep. I got my seven. I, you know, I guess that's about it. Yeah, yeah, like I bet, like I can't picture. Like, uh, he also wrote The Green Mile, another great oh, prison yeah, movie. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, Stand by me, which we just mentioned oh, earlier. Yeah, you're right. I, uh, and that's I can't picture like a The Stand movie, but I bet it exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there was Cujo, Children of the Corn, oh, Creep Show, a uh, bunch of, yeah, bunch of others. bunch of name, others. Yeah, you're right. 1408, The Mist. All fun stuff. Oh, he did The Mist, eh? Yeah. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, so anyways, you got it. You got fun. it. That's all my. That was fun. Fun, fun, fun in the middle of the sun. Hopefully we see a lot of these tropes in uh, in our Sunday pay-per-view. Yes, I hope so. You know, a lot of uh, tacky titling <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe some teens at a at a park somewhere. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> they, they can figure out. They have, they have writers to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mike. We uh we just we just ran all your questions, your non wrestling related things. We're gonna bring uh the world back into wrestling related uh trivia fun. But Mike, right. this week, what um you're going to be doing is you're going to uh be building your building the ideal wrestling star. <laughs> so here's what's gonna work, Mike. I'm gonna give you eight categories of uh thing, you know. What what it takes to be a to be a professional wrestler, and in those categories, I'm going to give you three options that you can choose from. You know, okay. like the this you know this ability belonging to this person. You're combining this ability. It'd be like you're playing hockey, right? And you want like you want Austin Matthews's handles with Mitch Marner's speed, okay. uh, Ovechkin's physical presence. You know those type of questions. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. And yes. Uh, feel free to elaborate on any of your choices because uh, who knows? <laughs> the, the superstar we end up with at the end could be an interesting uh, could be an interesting character. So, Mike, we're going to kick off the first category, the high-flying abilities. Okay. Okay. So um, you're building your top superstar. Do you want the high-flying abilities of the phenomenal AJ Styles, the high-flying of Ray Phoenix, or the high flying style or high flying ability of Kota Ibushi. Ha. Huh. Okay. Uh, Phoenix Ibushi or Styles. Three excellent wrestlers. Uh, you know what? I will say Ray Phoenix cuz he can do it all and maybe even more than the other two. I don't know if I've ever seen Styles run across the top ropes like a tightrope um, Abushi can probably do that too, but I don't know. Ray Phoenix, so smooth, all that high flying, everything he does. And it and it's and it scares me to think that there's things that he can do that we haven't seen yet. I know. We, every other every every other match he's, <laughs> he's in, he doing pulls something, something new, something insane. That was it, like the destroyer off the ropes into the crowd. <laughs> that was nuts. Exactly. Uh, okay, Mike. So we have our high flying category. Moving on from that, we're uh, looking now at the grappling styles. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, another essential element. You never know when you're going to get yourself into a strap match or a submissions only. Uh, so this is very important. So would you like to have the, the grappling ability of one Daniel Bryan? Uh, Undisputed Era member Kyle O'Reilly? Or international sensation Zack Sabre Jr.? I'm going to have to go with Daniel Bryan, one of the greatest of all time, all around, everything. And, of course, yes, the grappling ability. It's a big part of it. One of the best technical wrestlers we've ever seen. Technical, sorry. Yes. Daniel Bryan, there you go. Daniel Bryan. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Um, So we're going to move on to some striking. We're going to move on to some striking abilities. And, uh, uh, you know, nothing can hit more powerful than uh, than a a leg. So we're looking at uh, the the, the kicking abilities. Okay. In this one, okay. Uh, would you like the um, the the traditional uh, kicks <laughs> of uh, Shawn Michaels, mm-hmm. the uh, unrelenting furiosity from Kenny Omega, hmm. or the unpredictably fast Alistair Black? Ah, some good choices there. All diverse in their style of kicks. As I'm sure you meant. As I, as uh, uh, you know, I think Shawn Michaels, he's got the style, the flash, but uh, not quite the the speed, as you said, or the other. I don't know. The versatility is more just the one trick, <laughs> yeah. super kick. Uh, Kenny Omega, he is. He's got. I don't know. He's got a lot going for him. He can strike you from any time, anywhere, any part of his leg. But you know, Alistair Black, I think, is the fiercest of all. That black mass. We have seen jaws and chins go multiple ways at once. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Alistair Black. Alistair Black is so fast on that. So fast on that kick pull, from anywhere, any place. He can pull it, it out of nowhere. Um, okay, Mike. So we just talked about lower body power. So we gotta start talking about upper body power. Mm-hmm. Okay, the ability to impose your will physically using. The, the gun show, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so do you want to have the upper body power of new two-time champ Keith Lee? Okay, we have the upper body power of the dominant Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, to pull a different route, the upper body power of one Kevin Owens. Huh. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to have to... Uh, you know, Kevin Owens is a strong man, but I don't think he quite has the strength of a Lesnar or Keith Lee, maybe. Um, and Lesnar's got the vanity. He's probably got the best looking upper body. But I also believe he's the strongest. So I'm going to go with Brock Lesnar, the legitimate former heavyweight champion of the world. Of, ultimate of the ultimate fighting world. Yes. And and if that's and if he did that, that's, that's got to mean that. something. You think, they got it twice, actually. Man. <laughs> um okay mike we've carried we've uh oh finally um uh our final f- of the physical attributes that we're looking for here is mm-hmm. something that's going to happen at bouts like extreme rules we have tlc hell in a cell there is a certain amount of weapon use brutality <laughs> that can be inflicted upon somebody uh so mike you're picking your top weapon your weapon use is, does that make sense <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so um, are you building your superstar to use weapons like John Moxley to um, 
use weapons from heights like Jeff Hardy or just to inflict as most damage as you can like Tommaso Ciampa? Uh, You know, this is is where it depends. You know, like Jeff Hardy is the most flashy, I think, but you're also putting the most damage to your own body. So am I looking out for myself or am I looking out for the fans? What am I... uh, my career, my longevity, my earning potential. <laughs> this could go. There's so many ways this could go. This could go. go a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, Tommaso Ciampa, he's had a lot of injuries. So maybe the way he likes to roll isn't the safest. As much fun as it is. Uh, Moxley himself is a madman as well. But, you know, maybe he does it in the safest way possible. While still making it look good. So I'll go with John Moxley. The, the lunatic fringe. The, the, the man formerly known as the <laughs> lunatic fringe. Yeah, I'm sure that's a nickname he uh, couldn't wait to get rid of. <laughs> Just like that gas mask. Just like the gas mask. Well, I mean, in retrospect. Uh, well, yeah, maybe if not. If you're going from town to town, maybe you should be wearing a face covering. He was he was a year ahead of his time. He was yeah, just a slightly ahead of his time. Uh, okay, Mike. So we've covered the we've covered the physicality elements of this professional wrestler. However, professional wrestling is so much more than just. What can you, how much pain can you inflict to somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we got to step outside of the ring. Um, Mike, you're building a star. You're building an on the mic star to give your promos. <laughs> so, do you want your professional wrestler to give promos uh, like Le Champion, Chris Jericho? Um, of course, we have uh, giving your promos. To, a, to crowds of thousands, hundreds of thousands sometimes, and the man, Becky Lynch? Hmm. Or do you want to give your promos and just know that you're better than everybody else, like MJF? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is, uh, what kind of man do I want to be? Um... <laughs> uh, you know, there's the man right in the middle there, Becky Lynch, the top, the top baby face of the world for a year or so there. Um, and then, of course, Chris Jericho, the wily veteran. I feel like I feel like I don't have the cachet he has to be able to be as cool and not giving a fuck like he is yet. <laughs> the cachet. Yeah. It's important to think about the just, cachet. Where he can get anything over the bubbly, the bat. Le Champion. I don't think uh, people wouldn't accept it as easily from me yet. He's he's gotten way too many things over than he should have. <laughs> he got a pad of paper, or, or a clipboard. Yeah, over. a clipboard. <laughs> um, so you know what? I'm gonna go with the wildly young man, younger than both of us, MJF, who was already at the tender age of 23, one of the top heels on the mic in the game, and he can only grow from there. So the earning potential. Wow. Earning potential. Wow. <laughs> On that mic. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh, he's hot. He's hot in the mic every single uh, You know, he's he's never he's never going to turn face. <laughs> yeah. Remember at the very beginning, he was like heel all the time, except for buddies with Cody. He would help him out. Yeah. And now uh, and now look how that. that relationship folded. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mike. Uh, so we just covered we just covered our promos, you know. Um, so next up, there is a certain emotion uh, that that results th- that you communicate with the audience when mm-hmm. you enter the ring, the charisma that you have to share with an audience, to empathize, to sympathize. 
Um, so, Mike, we're talking charisma in this category. Yeah. Jake, you're a professional wrestler. To have the charisma of Cody Rhodes, none other than Cody Rhodes, the charisma of CM Punk, or the charisma of Adam Cole Bebe. Ah, oh, yes. Three great wrestlers. This is, this, is the real he- uh, this is the real heavyweight boat right here. This is a heavyweight. This is a heavyweight. Uh, CM Punk, as much as I love him, I feel some matches he didn't have the charisma. But maybe that was his opponent. Maybe that was the booking. Maybe that was wrestling for WWE and all the reasons he quit in the first place. But I can still hold it against him in this game. Uh, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. He's got the Bay Bay. He's got the Undisputed Era. He's the leader. But you know what? I'm just going to go with Cody, the emotional drawing. He can get you into a match. He can bleed. He can get that hair done. Oh, he can bleed. Uh, but that just adds to the fight back, the fire, the baby face. He can be a heel. He can be a face. He can do whatever he wants. Great promos. Great in-ring storytelling. I'll go with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Mike, we have one more category because we've we've said we've we've gone over our physicality, our, our top and our bottom. We're, we're talking about weapons. We're talking promos. But there's one thing we haven't even talked about, Mike. What are we going to look like? What's our <laughs> ring gear even going to be? Yeah. Um, so here we go. Three ring gears. Uh, do you want the, uh, confusingly simple yet effective Luchasaurus? Okay. Okay. We have the menacingly dark and always mysterious Pentagon Jr. Ah. Or we have the ever-changing thematic themes of Ricochet. (laughs) uh so is this just gear does this include tattoos uh well i i was kind of i guess like the look so like well the whole the whole look you know like like if luchasaurus the mask included and all that the whole thing yeah whole whole look yeah the whole whole look whole look uh well i'll say in last place will probably be ricochet uh you know i like the guy but um yeah, the bodysuit, the pants, the shorts. Uh, pick a look and stick to it. Hopefully not. <laughs> pick a look. Hopefully not the bodysuit. Uh, but he still looks cool. I like his, his tattoos, his everything. Uh, I saw a match with him the other day where he had hair. That was really weird. He where he has like a little bit of hair. It's like an inch. <laughs> no, he even had more than a little bit. Oh, really? He had like my length hair. Really? I gotta see it that. Was really, uh, but you're in last place, so it's really between Penta and Luchasaurus. Two very cool, two masked men. Uh, Luchasaurus, I like his tattoos. Got lots of cool tattoos. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think I prefer the look of Pentagon. Just the cool-ass motherfucker. The mask with the face paint. When you do both, you're extra cool. Uh, so I'll go with Pentagon. Pentagon Jr. is going to be your ring attire, Mike. Do you want to run? Let's run that down for the kids at home. So, Mike, <laughs> you're walking into the old Build-A-Bear Studios, Build-A-Bear yeah. Workshop, and then you notice a little door off to the right, and you're curious, so you go in, and they're not building bears. No, they're building professional wrestlers, <laughs> and they're just picking out of boxes what kind of attributes they're putting together, Mike, and that's what you've done here. Uh, so, Mike... Your uh, yes. your professional wrestling superstar has the high flying ability of Ray Phoenix, with the grappling power of Daniel Bryan, mm. Alistair Black's fero- f- ferocious kicks, <laughs> Brock Lesnar's unmatched upper body strength, MJF's promos, uh, 
with uh, John Moxley's use of brutality and weapons. But you're out there getting a response with the charisma like Cody, and you looking like Pentagon Jr. Yeah, that sounds like one hell of a package right sounds there. Sounds like one hell of a package. And there you go. That was it. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun to yeah have to choose between those things, those styles. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't want I didn't want to give you I didn't want to give you the uh, you know let you choose who you want. That'd be too. That'd be <laughs> no, too no, easy. no, no, no. That would have been too easy. too open. Yeah. That'd be too easy. No, this was like a Mad Libs type of thing. Mad Libs. <laughs> and that was it. There you have it. That was trivia. Cool. Yeah, that was fun. Fun stuff. Let's uh, let's keep kicking the show onwards because it's Wednesday, and on Fridays we wear pink, and on Wednesday nights we wore. So let's kick off the first half of the Wednesday Night War with uh, this week's edition of NXT. NXT. What does it mean? I don't know, but it's good wrestling. NXT. Watch and see. Try to tap out a count out of one, two, three. NXT came in. This is our week after our the greatest of bashes. Greatest of North American bashes. Yes, North American champion and NXT champion, Mr. Keith Lee. He's in the house. He opens the show, cuts a little promo, you know, talking about winning. And, uh, but, you know, he's a defending champ, and he wants to test his limits against uh, the man who made him better. And he brings out Dominic Dijakovic, and he just tells him, hey, man, I love competition. I talked to Regal, and he says the first challenger for the title should be you. So Dijakovic says, damn, all right, I'll do that. So we'll get that a little later. We'll get that a little later. I've never seen this. I feel like I've never seen this booking of, I mean, of course you see, you know, next show champ comes out to the applause and the thank yous, you know, the face comes out and he gets to give his moment, but then it's always piece of shit. He'll interrupts and possibly sets up a match for the end of the night, but like does something shitty and then there's no real resolve. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was this was way better than that. <laughs> I thought this yeah. was way better setting up like what's going to be a hot main event. Yeah, and it wasn't even the main event. And it wasn't even the main event. But that's okay. Uh, we got Damian Priest taking on camera grabs. <laughs> this week, I've I really clued <laughs> into the southern twang he's trying to put on his voice. Did you hear this <laughs> yeah. too? Like I'm, ca- oh, yeah. I'm camera grabs. Don't I really... work too hard? Yeah, exactly. So uh, <laughs> here he is, slimy, grimy, taking on Priest, who's a baby face now. And yeah, they have a decent little match. Eventually, he grimes. He goes for that cave-in foot stomp, but misses. So Priest nails him with a cyclone kick, and then he hits the reckoning, but he does it from the second rope, which looked even better. Yeah, that was badass. Uh, yeah, Priest gets the win. Take that, Cody. <laughs> Take that, Cody. Now you're going to have to do mm. it from the third rope. <laughs> But then we get Shotzi Blackheart comes strolling out on her tank to take on Indy Hartwell. And, you know, Shotzi's looking good at the beginning. She's showing off her cool, unique offense. Uh, Indy fights back. But then Shotzi's in control when Robert Stone comes stumbling out. And he's got, you know, that medical boot on his foot. Uh, they say he has ruptured ligaments from being run over. So <laughs> He gets on the apron, distracts the ref. Shotzi's got the match won. She's on the top rope, but Aaliyah pushes her off, and then Hartwell follows up with a big boot and gets the win. So fucking Robert Stone screwed my Shotzi, sweetheart. Ro- Robert Stone getting in the way there. Yeah, but uh, maybe this will be a little feud then. Stone versus or, uh, Aaliyah versus Shotzi. I don't know. Someone versus Shotzi? 
Someone. Anyway. Uh, then we got a little video of uh, Santos Escobar and his cartel. They're just kind of sitting at home drinking, talking about Drake Maverick and stuff. So. Talking about crying, him crying on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah this, there was one. One of he did say at one point he's like he only has a job because he cried on YouTube, and I thought to myself like that might be too real. I don't actually know. Uh, we don't well, know the answer. We'll never know. We will never. But know. let's go. We got the double championship match, NXT North American title. Keith Lee versus Dijakovic, right in the middle of the show. Bam, bang smack in the middle. We didn't know. Yeah, they couldn't take the main event. That was already promised last week. It was already plant promised last week. Io Shirai, Tegan Knox. Yeah, but, uh, you know, these two men, they put on a good show, as they always do. Maybe not quite as uh, spectacular as their other matches, but it was still fun. Uh, eventually, Lee hits the big bang catastrophe, gets the win, retains the titles. And so him, Dijakovic, they kind of embrace after the match. But then the lights shut out. Scarlet comes strolling down the ramp. She uh, she holds up this little sack, and then she dumps it out, revealing the broken hourglass that Lee had smashed a few weeks ago. And then Scarlet just kind of stares daggers at Lee and walks off. That was the hourglass once meant for Adam Cole. I mean, I guess it's not yeah. meant for Adam Cole. It's meant for the holder of presumably the, the NXT championship. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and then right after that backstage, Dijakovic is being interviewed, and then... Uh, you know, he says, Karrion Cross says, no Keith Lee. And then, right, the man himself, Cross, shows up wearing a suit, which looked kind of weird. Remember what I said? Remember what I said? There's, like, him with a suit? And yeah, the I don't like uh, Weird. I don't right? like it. It's, like, two I different like people. It. Yeah, he doesn't, it doesn't suit the character. Like, he's, I don't know, he's supposed to be menacing, so he beats him up. He Men- takes menacing out people don't wear suits. That's just no. simple thug <laughs> math. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still halfway on Cross. I like Scarlet a lot more than I like Cross right now. Yeah, um, you know, Scarlet Cross. Sorry, 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 Scarlet something else. It's not Scarlet. Just, just Scarlet, isn't it? Is it just Scarlet? Okay, I thought she I had a, I thought she had a second part on her know, name. Maybe. But yeah, it seems clear that Karrion Cross is coming for that WWE championship. Or sorry, wow, NXT championship. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. We'll see in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But uh, Timothy Thatcher is taking on Denzel Dejournet. And just some more good old Matt wrestling. Thatcher continues his, his dominant ways. He ends up getting a single leg takedown into a leg lock and just gets the submission win. Quick sub. And then quick sub win. Quick sub. He's uh, Every week he's winning in a little different way. I like it. Mm-hmm. And then after, he keeps on punishing Denzel. So One Lorcan comes out to make the save. One. So they got a little feud. Lorcan. So they have, yeah. uh, there was the, they did another one of those Timothy Thatcher... Uh, yeah, like he's coach, like, oh, I'm a fighter. Corner. I'm a teacher. When did he yeah, lose a tooth? Corner. I think he always never. Has he had always it. never had a tooth? Okay, it must have just been this past week in that video segment. I guess maybe I never, never looked at. He doesn't him smile much. He doesn't smile much, and now because <laughs> <laughs> he's a mean, he's a mean spirited guy. But yeah. I think he's, uh, I think he's great. Yeah, no, I like him. They're pushing him. He's he's been on a roll ever since beating Riddle. So. Mm. Then we get the main event, the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Tegan Knox. Uh, they show the tail of the tape beforehand, and I learned that Io is only 5-1. Damn. That's, I knew she was short, but that's tiny. I think, yeah, a lot. I think, yeah, who knows? I mean, all the women. I think, yeah, the probably the large, you know, like six feet is probably like the tallest woman. But <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. They know how to go. 
Tegan, she wants to shake hands, but Eo slaps it away. She's not fucking around here. And uh, they weren't fucking around. They gave him lots of time. Thanks, 20-minute main event match. Uh, Tegan looks great here. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, you know, she hung with the champ. She hits her big moves. The molly go round, gets a near fall. She tries to hit the shiniest wizard, but she runs into a big rising palm strike from Eo. And she follows up with her moonsault to get the victory, retain her title. But just another great main event from the women. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can only agree. Yeah. Did they get um a Mountain Dew sponsored no uh, no commercial breaks? Uh, I think there was more commercials this week, but I, uh, the main event might have been uninterrupted. I wasn't paying attention. And but uh, yeah, Yoshirai continues to just be one of the better, one of the best performers right now. Yeah, she's on a roll, and uh, you know at the end she's celebrating at the top of the ramp there, and then Dakota Kai comes out of nowhere. And hits a big boot, stands over Shirai to end the show. Yes, looks a, like we got her. Yeah, a great new challenger for Io Shirai too. Yeah. So and she's got that wild card Raquel in her corner, so you never know. What Raquel Gonzalez, god damn it. Yeah. I always want to say Diaz. Who is Raquel Diaz? I don't know. Someone. Hmm. But uh, that was your NXT. Another solid episode. Another fantastic episode of NXT. Another fantastic main event. I think Io Shirai is possibly main evented. A couple, yeah, her and Sasha were last yeah, week. Yeah, so. last week. And maybe a few weeks before that. I don't know. No, I think two but, weeks. Anyways, anyways, she's, anyway, she's, she's on awesome. more main events than she's not. Yeah, and she's amazing. Uh, everything, everything except for the tag titles on NXT. Those are, yeah, where are they? Well, we know where they are. They were on... Uh, we know where they are. We, we know where they aren't. We know where they are TV. not. Well, I tell you one place they are certainly not. And that's on <laughs> TNT. Because on TNT, we flip over to AEW Dynamite. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. Uh, not just Dynamite. Oh, yes. Fight for the Fallen. Fight for the Fallen. Round two. I think... Uh, Similar or like last year, the proceeds went to families of you know gun violence, and this year it's proceeds are going to families of frontline workers. There you go. Um, and then they kick it off with a title match, the TNT title. Cody's defending against Sonny Kiss, and you know Sonny had a nice entrance with the the Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders were there. Glad to see uh, the ja Jags cheerleaders are still uh, getting work. It's nice yeah. to see, even though it's a busy off season for the NFL. I think they call them the Jag Hags. I don't think they would call them that. <laughs> but uh, Sonny Kiss, though, he puts up a good fight here. Uh, Coach Arn Anderson is getting real mad at Cody, telling him to get his head out of his ass, get more aggressive. And, uh, you know, Cody was getting a little, he's slowly, uh, you know, starting to heal it up a bit here. Uh, at one point, Cody, though, the, the, hits a fucking vertebraker. Which could have ended the match right there. That was yeah. That looked that Went to, like the upside down. Even Jr. was like, "Oh my god!" That was pretty cool yeah. though. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Sonny kicks out, and that gets Cody frustrated. And like we said, he starts acting more heelish. He gets Aubrey to check on Sonny so he can remove the turnbuckle pads, uh, but it backfires as Sonny launches Cody into it, covers him for a big two count. But soon after, Cody kicks out, or he kicks a, uh, he hits the vicious-looking crossroads, spiking Sonny kissed, and he gets that win. That was great. I got the win after one crossroads, which doesn't happen too yeah, often in Cody world. <laughs> but yeah, those little heel tactics starting to show. He's and, turning. And I love it. Excalibur, Excalibur makes a great point, or he said right after the match, 
um, you know, suggesting that the pace of challenging or putting your title on the line every week might be a little too much for Cody. I mean, he's already the executive vice pre or executive vice president or whatever his title is. You know, he has mm -hmm. business commitments on a day-to-day -day basis and then he suddenly has has to defend his title i mean there's going to be a point where even cody the the wonderkin uh has had kind of had enough well we'll see uh but i like it i like the direction he's going yes yeah me too me too because uh it's fun <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's go to some tag team wrestling. FTR taking on the Lucha Brothers. And, you know, just some more good tag team action like we saw from them last week mm -hmm. in that eight man. But, uh, yeah, just good competitive uh, back and forth. It eventually comes down to Dax and Ray Phoenix in the ring when Dax just rips off Ray's mask, catches him in an inside cradle for the very heel victory Boo. yeah Boo. Is, uh, yeah not excalibur mentions that would be a dq automatically in mexico oh, dq you know what and it's yeah not quite the the tag classic we you know could have gotten or certainly have gotten from AEW before but mm -hmm. uh th the better match could be in the future yeah you know they they saved a little something there for uh who knows maybe all out or whatever Where but they got they got an angle here once you snatch a mask, you've you've uh, you you've you've, you've started something, you know. Um, <laughs> but then, but then there is uh, there is a little bit of of tomfoolery after the match when um, I think Butcher and Blade come rolling up in the uh, in FTR's truck, stolen truck, and yeah. then you know they're kind of gloating or whatever it is, and Young Bucks right behind them wearing their Christian AF shirts, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. they get they get the old super kick. Of course, the boys come down to the ring. Kenny Omega hits the ring too, and they uh, they what they He's got a cooler with them. Got a cooler with some beers. Yeah, and he hands them out to FTR, and Kenny himself even grabs one. He's like, "Okay, I'll do one cheer." And I don't know if you saw it was a Japanese beer. Like there was like Japanese writing on the side of the. I can. thought it was. I thought it was a Miller Light that they just like scribbled on. Oh really? Okay. Well, I I, so I saw like the light and like black marker written over oh, it. Oh really? Maybe they wrote in Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyways, they all grab a beer, they toast, and then FTR pour the beers right on Kenny's head. The disrespect. Disrespectful. See, I said Kenny was disrespectful last week, and he was. But uh, this was worse. This <laughs> was this was cer this was certainly worse. Because they wasted two beers, not one. That's why I'm upset. <laughs> That's why you're upset. But um, uh, no, this Omega is pissed, and he has a right, and he gets restrained. So, uh, yeah, FTR, full-on heels now. At first they were being nice, but now they're fucking around with everybody. Yes, and uh, this no doubt puts them on an all-out collision course mm -hmm. uh, down eventually August. Sometime, yeah. But uh, the champion, Chris Jericho, comes out next with the inner circle, cuts a promo on Orange Cassidy and talks about the ratings war. And, and then Chris Jericho has to explain how more viewers don't matter. It's the demo, the 1849 demo. I don't know. I thought that part. Who cares? Yeah. Well, and that was a huge part of this. Pro a huge part of this promo was built around these rating things. It feels like. Yeah, yeah. Why are they being so self-defensive? Yeah, I think it didn't need to. Yeah, it seems it comes off a little. I don't know. It didn't even need to be acknowledged. Exactly. Whatever. It didn't need to be acknowledged. It's like, and it's also kind of like that, I don't know, weird way of 
You know? The demo thing's weird. It's like, we less viewers, but the demo. Yeah, exactly. But actually, it's because the <laughs> demo. <laughs> and you're like, what? Yeah. No, you lost, bud. Uh, but then he gets to the real business. He talks about Orange Cassidy and, you know, OC wants a rematch and everyone wants to see it. But nope, not going to happen. So Cassidy shows up in the crowd. Crowd chants, you scared at Jericho. <laughs> but Jericho just continues his promo and says, yeah, hey, you did... Uh, you know, you did great. You showed you can go, but you got a bad attitude. You're lazy. You're a sloth. There will never be a rematch. So Jericho just calls him a piece of shit. And uh, Orange Cassidy gets his little thumbs up, twists it to the thumbs down. And then Orange Juice falls from the heavens, just soaking the in inner circle completely. Uh, Ortiz is flopping just, like a fish out of water. He just falls down immediately. And <laughs> like, like, a, like, or like a turtle on his back. Yeah, he's flopping around, and Jericho's screaming. That $7,000 white jacket has been ruined. Um, and then he says, throw me a towel. So someone at ringside tosses him a towel. And then the perfect angle, he just unrolls the towel to wipe his face, revealing Orange Cassidy himself, which you can buy that towel on. The, oh, my God. As soon as I saw that, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I want to buy that. And then Excalibur's just like, going over to awshop.com. <laughs> God damn yeah, it. So Great segment, you know, after that uh, rating stuff, they got down to business. So the feud, you know, they're going to prolong it. And when Orange Cassidy eventually does get that win, it'll be the biggest of his career. Yeah, if it wasn't for the uh, that ratings nonsense, uh, I, I had a lot of fun in the Cassidy-Jericho stuff. Yeah, it was fun. We got the, you know, the orange juice from the roof. It's, you know, it's a thing we've seen a hundred times in wrestling, but makes sense for the character. And it's fun. I feel bad for that why poor can't, ring. Why can't wrestling be fun? <laughs> and all, but that and all, orange juice, that's got to leak through a couple of the... I know they have like 10 canvases on the ring that they can unroll, but that, that juice got to soak through. And I was going to say, the juice. ring got wet this week, let me tell you. The yeah. ring... More than just a jug from last year. This was, the, <laughs> this whole was thing. the whole thing. And also, water falling from like 20 feet up, that's got to... I don't know. Hurt, not hurt, but... Yeah, you feel you it. You feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Right you on. could see Jericho's hair showed his little bald spot when he got all wet. Oh, he is a bald spot. Or balding. Oh, okay. Thinning. Oh, yeah. my God. He's going to hold on to it for so long. You know that, oh, yeah. too. Like Shawn Michaels did until he absolutely had What kind of hat is Chris Jericho going to wear when he goes bald? Uh, he used to wear the fedora a lot, remember, when he oh, yeah. when he was the pain maker? He'd, he could go back to that cool fedora look. The pain maker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we got some more in-ring action here. Six-man tag. Jurassic Express taking on the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And uh, this is where we got the good tag team action this week. Uh, yeah, just good fast-paced stuff. Hangman's backstage drinking, watching. I think a couple of you join him. I don't know. Yep. But uh, anyways, the craziest moment of the match. Everyone's kind of fighting onto that ramp outside the ring, the elevated ramp. Uh, Luchasaurus has Matt in a chokehold. He's standing on the second rope. Then Marco Stunt comes running at Jungle Boy, who launches him into the air. Onto Lucha's shoulders, springboard Canadian destroyer onto Matt into the ring. That was huge. It was crazy. That was. Yeah. It was even. It was like a. It was a half step higher than the the fucking Phoenix one. Then the, the, the Phoenix destroyer and the Phoenix destroyer yeah. was like on people, not. Yeah. <laughs> so this was even crazier. Yeah, that was but, wild. Uh, that was wild. Yeah, that was awesome. But the pin is broken up. Um, eventually, Kenny takes over, hits little Marco with the V trigger, and the one winged angel, and that gets the win. Excellent match. Uh, but then afterwards, Kenny, he shakes Marco's hand and then starts pounding on him. He's losing it. Uh, Nick Jackson has to stop him. He's Kenny's got this crazed look in his eyes. And they're like, come on, Kenny. The match is over. That's not you. 
But I love it. I love it. I want to see Psycho Crazy Kenny. Oh, God, because now, I mean, these are two members of the elite. Uh, the elite is crumbling. You know, maybe crumbling under the pressure. Well, I mean, how do you feel? How do you feel if you were Kenny Omega, right? And you just got, you know, disrespected two weeks straight by these fucking newcomers. And next thing you know, your tag partner is sitting at the bar with them having a drink. <laughs> well, uh, how, would that, how would that make you feel? You know. Only one week of disrespect. Last week, Kenny was the disrespect. Okay, okay. Well, one week of something tumultuous, and then a week a week yeah. of disrespect. No, either way, I support Kenny's actions here. I want him to be an evil man. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you, you, you want him to be evil. He's been, you know, what is being nice guy? He's a tag champ, sure, but he wants to be world champ, and he hasn't come anywhere close to that. And he's, yeah, he's a single star. Uh, I bet there were other plans. Who knows? And, you know, heel Kenny versus face hangman going for the belt. That's a money match. That's a money right match there. right there. But uh, it's going it's to be a slow burn. Because this there's also, the, no, this the, uh, no, whenever that match happens, it's going to be a double count out of they do a buckshot lariat. And they both hit each and other. And they both hit each other. <laughs> and then they're down. Uh, and the crowd goes, holy shit. That's, yeah, holy as uh, as the ref uh, kind of like counts everyone out. Because Aubrey Edwards. Aubrey, as Aubrey Edwards counts everyone out. Has down. to be a no match. That no, Rick Knox. Rick Knox usually does. Um, oh, get that bald bastard! I like out of here. Rick Knox. He's funny. I still haven't determined which bald one was <laughs> no, the bad no, one. The bald one. That's not the one who missed the Neville spot or the Pac spot. Yeah. That's not Rick Knox. It's the. Uh, that's the. You other confirmed. Guy. You confirmed. It has been confirmed. Okay. Yeah. I'll believe you. <laughs> uh, God, we got that settled. But yeah, you're right. Uh, that that's the match for all out or. I don't know. Anywhere yeah. down the line, but there's they got to drop those tag titles first. Good point. So, uh, but we go to some women's tag action. We got Brandy Rhodes and Allie, who are now the Nightmare Sisters, teaming up to take on Kenzie Page and MJ Jenkins. And you know, Brandy and Allie at first they're kind of just trying to steal the spotlight from each other, but uh, Allie ends up hitting a reverse DDT with a little elbow drop thing, gets the win. So uh, the the uh, strange bedfellows have. Yeah, the because um, they they I think last year's fight for the fallen they had a match against each other. Uh, shows what, was just... shows what a year can do. Ali has given up the butcher and the blade, moved on yeah. to QT Marshall. Now she's given up, but now now she's hanging out. She's hanging out. Nightmare Sisters. We'll see what happens with them. Why not? We haven't Brandy. seen Brandy wrestle in months and months and months and months. Yeah, and months. barely. So we'll see. Uh, and then Nyla Rose comes out. And she delivers on her promise of her new manager. Brings out Vicky Guerrero. So we just get the, uh, excuse me. <laughs> Comes out, cuts her little promo. So Vicky's back. She's fun. She's all right. Uh, but then main event, the long-promised AEW world title match. Brian Cage cha cashing in that giant poker chip to take on John Moxley. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there, there was no ceremonious cashing of the chip yeah, no we just never saw the chip again but don't matter uh you know cage has his ftw title with him and they mention it's not officially recognized but he did defend that belt against brian pillman jr on dark and he even makes justin roberts announce him as the ftw champ so so I almost said FT. yeah the ft the ftr champ but uh yeah so it's, it's a thing but it's not a thing but it's there so whatever uh but yeah, you know, we finally got to see Brian Cage wrestle more than a few minutes, and uh, 
yeah, both men, they just come out swinging. They fight up the ramp into the crowd. We get a bunch of slams into barricades, suplexes. Uh, I think at one point, Mox is just suplexed onto a seated chair, and that thing just crumbles. That thing just crumbles, and Chris Jericho makes a point of... Chris Jericho is really going behind Moxley on this one. Oh, yeah, when he went into... Con- he, was <laughs> he shows really, up on commentary. Yeah, Chris Jericho was on commentary after the orange juice incident. Soaked in orange juice, and Jim Ross like, you stink! But and, orange uh, juice doesn't even smell bad. But he was really putting Moxley over uh, this week. Yeah, no, Jericho continues to be great on that commentary table. Mm-hmm. Um but back in the ring, Cage, he's in control. He goes for that drill claw, but Moxley reverses it into a cross arm breaker. He's got Cage lock in that and uh, the surgically repaired arm. The commentary did a great job of explaining uh, Brian Cage, but uh, he won't tap out. But Taz doesn't want his career to be ruined, so he throws a towel in, ending the match, saving his client's arm. Moxley retains. Yeah, but then after the match, Brian Cage is angry. He nails Moxley with the FTW title and then just hammers away on him until the lights go out, which we haven't had that spot in a while. No, and then right. it's been a while. <laughs> they come back on, and Darby Allen's here. He's returned, and he just jumps off the top rope, nails Cage with the skateboard to the head, and then officials just kind of break everyone up to close the show. As soon as the lights went off, my mind was thinking of everybody who was a victim of the releasing. And like, oh my God, who could it be? Who what could be? Ha- like, my mind is going through this Rolodex of <laughs> fired <laughs> former professional wrestlers. Uh, well, it ended up being Darby Allen's return after Brian Cage. Bar- well, he, bar- he just like just like just like just killed him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> double or nothing. Yeah, this was the this was the the, the fun booking decision, right? You know, I mean, Brian Cage didn't actually lose or. Taz sacrificing the battle to win the war. Yeah. And, you know, will that will that cause some beef between them or will Cage understand? We'll see. See how they follow up from here. And Darby Allen, is he allies with uh with Moxley or does he just, just hate Cage? Who knows? Who knows? I mean the little guy, big guy thing is always cool. <laughs> yeah. Right? Not like uh Cage's beard isn't cool though. I don't like. Yeah, it was a weird one. Uh, yeah, just like a triangle. Just pointing and I've out. seen a few. I mean, I've seen a bunch of videos of him where he seems to do that with his facial hair. It's different, kind of all he the time. Likes. Yeah, I mean, do what you got to do, do what you want. Uh, but uh, that was dynamite. That was dynamite. That was fight for the fallen. Another great night of professional wrestling. Some fantastic uh, tag action and some some. Some turn teases from a couple yeah. of our uh, favorite members of the elite, and that was the Wednesday Night War, and that's almost the end of the show. Almost, almost uh, the end of the show. But we've got the horror show at Extreme Rules coming up, so uh, let's give a little quick little rundown of that. Give us the card you know, there, Mike. We've only got six official matches announced. Uh, but like we said earlier, they could add those tag title matches or something pre-show. But anyways, for now, we've got uh, Apollo Crews taking on MVP for the United States title. And, you know, I could see MVP just winning this so he could wear that title for real. So he can move So he can move it over to Lashley, some kind of maybe recruit more people. Like, hey, we've got the U.S. title over here. Come, uh, come join whatever my new stable is called. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we didn't we didn't even see Apollo Crews this week, so who knows? 
You're right. Maybe not a he good sign not. for him. No, that's not. <laughs> that is not a good sign. <laughs> when you're not on the go home show and you have a match on the show. Yeah. Uh, but then we got Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Nikki Cross, who, uh, yeah, won that match number one contender a little while ago. But I uh, don't think she's going to win the title here. I don't think so. However, I do think that uh, the the other half of this match is the one we're going to have to pay attention to. The other women's title the match? other women's title match. Yes. Well, let's talk about that then. Asuka defending against Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, this one, you know, I would love to see Sasha win. And we can have double belts for a little bit for both of them. For both of them? Um, you know, Asuka's been great. I love Asuka. But, uh, you know, I love Sasha. She's the greatest wrestling women's wrestler in the world. However, in the... Uh, uh, yes. Yes, you're right. In the, <laughs> However, in the continued interest to break up teams way too early, uh, there's going to be a show where these two are going to have to stop being friends. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna, ha- it's gonna have to it's happen. Gonna happen. It could be this one. It might not be this could one. Could be. She could, she could try to help Sasha and end up costing. You know, her. Bailey tries to help Sasha, costs her, and then all Sasha has to do is try to help Bailey and then lose to Nikki. It's all so, yeah. It's all so there. Um, I'm very looking. I'm very much looking forward to both of these matches. Uh, yeah. I mean, they could Oscar versus Sasha could potentially main event. That could be the main event of the show. Potentially, but uh, let's go. We got a cinematic match, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt in a Wyatt Swamp fight. And it does not say for the title, so I'm, I'm standing by that non-title match. Um, for a non-title match, okay, so we're going to stand by that, uh, which sucks. So because we it, could get some, it, means, uh, some... it means Bray could win and it doesn't really do much. I think that's yeah probably what they want to do. Now, my question uh, is, where is Eric Rowan? He was released. Now, I would love to see if they got him, you know, like, give him a thousand bucks for a day of filming. And they... They could, like, when he Slater came back last Kind of like that. Yeah, maybe if I, I, a chance Eric Rowan could be the difference maker in this uh, Swamp match. We don't really know what we're going to get. I hope there's a few scenes of them having to run slash walk in water that's kind of like mid-calf to, or like, you know, like knee up. Yeah. Need a mid I want to see some gators. I want to see some gators you know, snatching. They could rent some rent some Hollywood gators that won't hurt you. Oh yeah, they, you can train alligators now. You know. Yeah, you can rent. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, swamp fight. We don't know what's gonna happen. How do you win? Do you just pin the guy? Do you drown him? I don't know. We'll see. And Bray Wyatt knows what it's like to be drowned. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, then we got Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler. In a TBD match. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, TBD match. Of course, that's the match where if you lose, you get tuberculosis. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like Brock Lesnar had. He had tuberculosis? Yeah. That really, that's part of what fucked up his UFC career. Oh, poor guy. Yeah. P- poor Brock uh, Lesnar. Yeah. I think he had like a bunch of his colon removed. Jesus shit. Christ. Now he can't poop? <laughs> he can poop. Oh, okay. It just comes out sooner uh, <laughs> but uh yeah who knows where we could get a ladder match a table cage who knows what the hell we'll get here who knows what we'll get here and uh whatever it is uh drew mcintyre is uh his his reign has not finished 
No, it's not. But uh, the match, uh, if it's not going to be the women's match, I'll put this in the main event slot. Rey Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Eye for an eye match. The match can only be won when one competitor <laughs> extracts an eye of their opponent. Now so this... We are promised. This... We are promised. They have to deliver. Someone's eye must be removed. This could be anything. This it could be anything. This could yes, be anything. Be... This could be, yeah, like we like we may have posited earlier. Dominic getting his eye ripped out. For all we know, <laughs> for all we know, um, Murphy and Austin Theory something creepy, weird's going to happen to them. I wonder if there's going to be a tool set set around because certainly you would need tools to remove somebody's eye. Uh, like an ice cream scoop. Maybe. So maybe those tools will come into play later on. We'll see blood in other kinds, other forms, yeah. right? Where do you take out an eye at a doctor's office? Are we setting this in a creepy doctor's office with like rusty? I don't know. It's got to be, yeah, it's got to be some sort of cinematic. But it's a match still. Like, is it going to be in a ring? This movie, this this movie, <laughs> this match. It is going to be like a This movie. match has the most potential for me to just be something I've never seen before. Crazy, yeah. Well, an eye removed. It's got to be an end. <laughs> like, just crazy television. camera angles, just screaming. Ah! The eye comes out, blood shooting everywhere. Like, will this person have to wear an eye patch for the rest of their time? Presumably, until we start incorporating bionic humans into kayfabe. <laughs> I think this is what we're doing. Yeah. Either way, the world will be tuning in to find out how they're gonna pull this one off. And I can't. I can't wait. I feel. I hope either way. I'm. I hope whatever happens, I'm just satisfied. Yeah. All eyes will be watching. This <laughs> one. Did uh, you write that one down? That's. <laughs> no. <thought laughs> or is that the tagline on the poster? It's a shoot. It's a shoot. No, the tagline is uh, the horror show live Sunday. Oh. <laughs> that's a bad. That's a bad tagline. <laughs> uh, but that's it. You know, it's still SmackDown to come. They could have more matches, but that's all we know about. That's all we know about. Like you said, we'll probably get a we'll probably get a pre-show tag thing, or maybe a karaoke battle again just with the same thing the monster mash exactly (laughs) (laughs) one one does monster mash one does adam's family uh yeah one does like phantom (laughs) of the opera we could get that for all we know but either way i cannot wait for this year's extreme rules um and that's about it mike you know what we should finish off the show with crowning a champion crowning a double champion sometimes we're talking about the wrestler sometimes we're talking about the wrestler of the week it's the wrestler of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler of the week of the week of the week wrestler of the week yes indeedy mike i'm going to i'm going to toss this one your way first all right. Well, this person, they've been in contention for this title almost every week. And I think I've given it to them at some points. Uh, but they are on a roll. They are one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. The boss, Sasha Banks, is kicking ass every day, every night, main eventing. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that match with Oscar. Sasha Banks, yeah, you're right. We were talking about this earlier on. Top heel, top performer in the world, possibly. 
mm-hmm. and it's great that she's had a she's had this opportunity to be in a championship spotlight because for so long she just was not. No, she came back. She had that awesome Hell in a Cell match with Becky, where she could have captured it there, but damn. Now she's on a new roll, new year. The blue hair, she's ready to roll. New year, new me. Um, Mike, I'm hopping over to the other brand for this week's Wrestle of the Week because, well, not only we had matches, we had storylines, we had anger. Uh, And for that reason, I got to say, and um, like we just said, the tumultuous relationship, which is uh, my Wrestle of the Week, the Elite. Something's going on there. The elite. Something's going on there. You know what? The uh, something's going on. The tag teams aren't as happy as they could be. It seems as though the single stars are not as happy as they could be. Why? I thought everyone was supposed to be happy. That's why we came to AEW, was to be <laughs> happy. Um, but shit's going places. The elite. You're the wrestler of the week. There you go. There you go. And here we are. Um, thanks for listening to the show, folks. Remember to rate, review, like, and subscribe because the podcast is everywhere. Keeps going everywhere. Everywhere. You're gonna to want to come back next week because we do have the extreme rules to talk about, and of course, the week that just keeps moving on. Yeah, there's also apparently uh, this Saturday. I think is Impact Slammiversary, and there's been lots of teases of returns, released wrestlers, things like that. Oh, so of course, you're gonna to want to keep knows? your uh, your eyes close because I'm sure many of the victims of the releasing. Mm-hmm. Was that a Stephen you know? King book? The release. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, probably something close. I'm sure it. a lot. Of, I'm sure a lot of them will be showing up, uh, or a few of them, or maybe none of them. We're going to show up to the anniversary. Gallows, Anderson, Heath Slater. We'll see. The Canellises. The Canellises. The Canelli. Yes. <laughs> you never know. So uh, we're going to want to keep on the keep our ears to the keep our ears to the ground for that one. Hey, yes. hey, Mike. Okay, that's all the showtime that we have for you this week, folks. Uh, Mike, anything else you got to say? No, that's it. That's it. Enjoy the horror show. Enjoy the horror show, folks. Okay, bye. <laughs>